episode, my mom Cynthia and my dad KK continues to share the biblical exploration of the book of Ephesians using Watchman Nee's book, Sit, Walk, Stand. Hi, this is Cynthia. I'm back here with my husband KK to share about the next Christian principle towards spiritual maturity, which is walk. Welcome back, dearest. I'm really excited to be doing yet another episode with you, deep diving into the book of Ephesians. Hi, everyone. It's good to be here again. I wished we knew of Watchman Nee's book way back years ago when we were very green in our Christian walk. Oh, I suppose it's a timing thing, though, isn't it? This book was the right message for us at the right time, and it really ministered to us last year during the crisis. Amen. Praise God for that. Anyway, in episode 17, we talked about the concept of sit, the starting position of our Christian experience towards maturity. Hmm. As Watchman Nee wrote, our spiritual experience begins from rest. You know, before my sight crisis started, I recalled that God said to me that I would learn the meaning of rest. When I first heard it, I thought, yeah, sure, I'll definitely be resting to recover from the surgery. Little did I know I would be at home for much longer I had expected and truly learned to sit with God and in the process, learn to enjoy His company. There's always a sense of expectation that all that time sitting with God is preparing me to walk again. Yes, it's only when we sit in our rightful place with God, then we can start to walk, which is what the next part of the book is all about. Walk is covered in chapters 4, 5, and half of chapter 6 of the book of Ephesians. Mm. I love how, as you go through these chapters, you can see why Ni picked up the walk theme, as the word walk is mentioned in numerous places. He used the King James Version and with the KJV, Ephesians 4 uh, verses 1 to 2 says, Walk worthily of the calling wherewith ye were called. And 5 verse 2, Walk in love even as Christ also loved you. Uh-huh. And where sit refers to our position in Christ, walk refers to our, our life in the world. In the Christian life, sitting is always followed by walking. In fact, Ephesians 4-6 to lists examples of what the Christian walk ought to look like, such as walking with long-suffering, forbearing one another, uh, putting away falsehoods, speaking truth to one another, mm. not letting the sun go down while you're still angry, mm. getting rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, malice, sexual immorality, there's a whole section on wives and husbands and children and parents. In fact, the list of imperatives, it just goes on. Oh, I know. It, it, it's actually a tall order, isn't it? Mm. Our Father God demands nothing short of perfection. It seems all too hard, doesn't it? Mm. How do we apply this practically? Well, Nee writes that our problems all stem from the very beginning in the Garden of Eden. Most people recall that in the center of the Garden of Eden, there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm. Since the day Adam ate the fruit from the tree of uh, knowledge of good and evil, man has been engaged in deciding what is good and what is evil. Mm. Man has worked out his own standards of 
right and wrong and justice and injustice and has struggled to live by them. But have we realized that as Christians, we start from a different tree? Because mm. in the center of that garden was also the tree of life. Christ is for us the tree of life. Mm, yeah. Defending arguments from the tree of knowledge of good and evil brings so much grief in our world. There's such disparity when man's standards differ mm. from each other. But in Jesus Christ, we have our reference for everything, including morality, which is accordance to the tree of life. There is forgiveness, respect, mm. and understanding. We don't start with, you owe me an explanation, and I have a right to be heard. Mm. It's a fine line, though, of not being a doormat, mm, but yeah. also displaying grace, which is what Christ has done on the cross. But we're not meant to be passive in our faith. It really is about how we display our faith, which is pleasing to God. I personally find that tension challenging, especially mm. in matters of social justice where I'm passionate about and found it hard when others are not on board. Mm. I, I, I saw myself in the early years where I argued from the tree of knowledge and getting frustrated with myself and people mm. around me who just, they didn't get it. Yeah. It's only when I quietly sit and submit to God, He changed my perspective that the way to educate others is through their hearts, which I have no control of, but God has. When my walk is weary with frustration and doesn't seem to go anywhere, I return to sitting again with God to find the answers. The sit position has taught me that going back to biblical foundations as to why the social justice cause is important to me, but saying it with love and humility is more of an impactful testimony that glorifies God. Mm. At the end of the day, I want my thoughts, attitudes and behaviors to please God, not break his heart because I want to assert that I'm right. As a result, God has given longevity in my passion for the social justice cause. I advocate not from a hurt position where I want to be heard, but from a Christ position where I talk about what his heart is like in relation to what I'm advocating. The way we see it, the words we choose to say it, uh, bears our heart for God. I want people to draw to God's heart. Yeah, it's, uh, it's all about reconciling people with God, isn't it? Mm. Anyway, Nee writes that we do not begin from the matter of ethical right and wrong. We do not start from that other tree. We begin with Christ. He wrote, Nothing has done greater damage to our Christian testimony than our trying to be right and demanding right of others. We become preoccupied with what is and what is not right. Mm. We ask ourselves, have we been justly or unjustly treated? And we think thus to vindicate our actions. But that is not our standard. Mm. The whole question for us is one of cross-bearing. The principle of the cross is our principle of conduct. When the Lord Jesus died on the cross, he did not do so to defend our rights. It was grace that took him there. Yeah. Wow. Uh. You know, when I read this, I feel 
personally, that's, that's just tough stuff. You know,、mm. being willing to give up my desire to be right or defend my rights and instead show the same grace that Christ showed to us by dying on the cross, you know, it just goes against everything that the world is encouraging us to do, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But Jesus set the standard, and the Apostle Paul endorses it in Ephesians. The trouble is that we just don't find it in ourselves by nature, the means、mm. to attain the standard. The answer lies in Ephesians 3, verse 20, which says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. It's the power that works in us. The Christian's secret is his rest in Christ. We sit forever with Christ that we may walk continuously before men. Abide in Christ, and I position there ensures the power to walk worthy of Him here.、Mm. The Holy Spirit has been sent to produce what is of Christ in us. Ephesians 3 verse 16 says, We are strengthened with power through His. For through the Holy Spirit within us, the Lord Jesus is Himself made unto us whatever we lack. Yeah, I remember reading this and thinking it's just like a 3D printer. Oh, trust you to turn this into a tech talk. No, no, no. It just, it just so happened that I, at the same time I had read an article about how 3D printers were being used as part of you know, disaster relief operations.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, now, now, instead of sending basic medical equipment or parts for critical infrastructure, they're now sending 3D printers. That can print out all the parts and the small medical equipment for the people in the disaster area need.、Um, when、um, Watchman Nee said that the Holy Spirit has been sent to us to produce love, gentleness, kindness, and all those fruits when we need it,、mm. I thought, wow, just how similar it was to th- those 3D printers. <laughs> Well, I'm not sure how the Holy Spirit thinks of being compared to a 3D printer, but I get your point. <laughs> I love what Ni、nee、writes here. It says the all important rule is not to try, but to trust,、hmm. not to depend on our own strength, but upon His. I remember times when I try to forgive someone. It's exhausting when I do this in my terms. But when I finally give it to God because I just couldn't do it, forgiveness flowed easily. This, there's another aspect of walking, isn't there? Ni、nee、points out in Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 17. It says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Yeah, this verse is、uh, it's talking about the concept of、uh, redeeming the time and, and how, how that distinguishes between the wise and the foolish. You know, I, I love how Ni described this. You know, he, he wrote that、uh, in his hometown in the Fukin province, Which is、uh, famous for its oranges.、Mm. He writes that as you look out of, onto the hills at the beginning of the orange season, all the groves are green. But here and there, sprinkled on the trees, you will see golden oranges already showing up. 
These are the first fruits and they sometimes fetch up to three times the normal market price. Mm. Eventually, the whole grove will ripen, but what distinguishes the normal oranges and the first fruits is the time that they are picked. The Lord is seeking first fruits, those who have done well at an earlier hour. Mm. It's like the parable of the wise and foolish virgins in Matthew 25 verses 1 to 11, isn't it? The ones who were ready when the time came mm. were the ones who got to meet the bridegroom, while the others had to rush out to buy more oil. It, it, it's like rushing out and seeking him only when crisis hits. I liken the disaster re relief efforts you talked about earlier. One would need to be prepared to activate the relief efforts to save lives. So preparation mm. is key. Yeah, this spoke so much to us, didn't it? In fact, we now prod one another and we have a code word, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, first fruits, <laughs> when we want to remind each other to spend daily time with God. Nee writes that the wise provide God with what he wants, and he wants handy tools instantly available to him. Yes, the moment I hear first fruits, it's time for me to roll out of bed, wash my face, and hunker down in the prayer closet. It does get hard during the cold winter mornings, but each time we give our first hour of the day, it sets the tone for the rest of the day and we're more attuned to the Holy Spirit to use us to bless others. Yeah, we, we really live in urgent times, don't mm, we? Absolutely. Yeah, Nee wrote that the, the Lord may have to deal drastically with us. Mm. He may have to do something in us swiftly, compressing it into a short space. Yeah, I can so relate with that. I feel that our crisis last year was our short space, mm. but he really needed us to go through it, didn't he? As a result, we've learned so much from it and he has given us an urgency to seek to understand what the will of the Lord is so that we can walk and like Paul says, run the race. inspired by my mom's incredible journey please subscribe and share this podcast to people you know who will be encouraged by her story